Hello and welcome to the Premier League Review Show with myself, Gav, Max, Stephen Cotton, Ed Hall and Chris Collins from We Are For Manx One Toffee. I'll come to you first, Chris. How are you, my friend? Not too bad, lads. Thank you very much for having me on. I'd say it's a pleasure as always, but it's only actually the second time we've been on. So it feels like I've been on like 10,000 times. It's not it's, it's back. Love these boys. We'll, we'll never turn down an invitation. Not when I'm free anyway. That's love. That's mad love there. Make sure you check out his stuff. And you see his Twitter handle going along the bottom. And I think uh, if you put that into, I think if you actually put, we are four and one team to Google, your name comes up first. Do you know what? I think it does. I think it does. And but I know for sure if you put to a top of Google, our name does come up first. That is a guarantee. That's a guarantee. Ed, how are you feeling? I've been better. Let's be honest. Okay. Go on. Go on. I'll talk about you in a minute. Um, Cotton, you're all right there, weren't you? Yeah, I'm fine. Fine after that one. <gasps> it comes up first, lads. It comes up first. <laughs> man, yeah, that's man. what it's all about, man. So in, in, case, in case it's like match of day and uh, people don't know the results and stuff this weekend, I'll give you a little bit of a spoiler, but also a little teaser. Um, there's a, there's an odd thing out between all the clubs we support. And uh, you'll, find, you'll find that out in a minute. Okay. Um, right. Um, as I, I like to say, and before um, every show and every show, um, uh, not that we have to remind people, but we have to remind people that there is no room for racism. We're seeing it going around on social all the time. Stop doing it. Educate yourselves. No room for racism. Not in this world whatsoever. Um, let's talk about the game that we've just seen and we just did a live watch along for this game as well um, if you weren't with us before and that is Manchester United 3, Newcastle 1 um, we'll go to our guest first of all um, big, big result for this uh, for Man United, Chris do, do you know what? when Newcastle got the goal back because of our form recently I did. I did wonder. I thought, is this going to be one of these games that just turns into an absolutely massive banana skin? But it's just default United over the past few seasons, isn't it? We play against a team who don't have the same amount of quality that we've got. They camp eleven men behind the ball, and we just struggle to break them down. We just don't seem to have any ideas whatsoever. The only time we ever seem to have an identity uh, throughout the full ninety minutes is when we're playing a team who wants to go toe to toe with us. Sounds arrogant than that because we've not been the greatest this season, United, despite being pretty much nailed on second in the league. But just struggling again. Bruno wasn't amazing, even though he got himself in the score sheet again and got another assist. That sounds absolutely crazy to say for how well he's been padding the stats for the past year and a half. <laughs> uh, Rashford again, just until his goal, and even after his goal, just doesn't seem to like shooting for some reason. Just, just seems to be a bit disjointed. I don't know what you guys think, but mm. I'm pleased. Well, it could have been a banana skin, but I'm pleased we got over the hurdle. Well, the thing that Cotton always says is that when 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 Ronaldo, <laughs> bloody hell, old school Gav, um, when Fernandez is having a bad game, he still pops up with the goal and assist, and that's where it was, mm. Cotton. Mm. Yeah. To be fair, I'm I'm with um, Chris. I said to you while we we're doing the watch along that because someone asked about Man United don't play exciting football, and it's. Like we just said, how many teams this season have we come across that have done a deep block of eleven? Like we we need to get to the point where we where we have a game plan to um, break that down. We did today, um, but I'm with Chris. As soon as they scored, I was like, "Oh God, here, here we go again." 
But there was some. Do you know what? Another Dan James had another really good game today, and he did. It is crazy. Well, it's not crazy, but like we said during the watch long, he isn't the most technically gifted player you'll ever see come through United. But he's got pace. He, he'll work for you. He's a willing runner. He's good. He's a good presser. And it, like what I said at the start at the start of the game, it was nice to see him on the on the team sheet because I thought that he'd done enough midweek um, to earn another start, and he did. He did really well. Um, it was really important we got the win today because we have a really bad habit of if any of the teams around us drop points, then so do we. But mm-hmm. obviously Liverpool, Liverpool drop points, Chelsea drop points, Tottenham drop points. We needed we needed this win today and mm. we got it. Um, Ed, Newcastle need to look over their shoulder now, don't they? Newcastle don't need to look over their shoulder in terms of help we might get relegated. That isn't going to happen. Newcastle United do need to start worrying, though, in the sense of next year, we are relegation favourites. They have to be. Mm. Absolutely have to be. I'd be very interested to know what you you lot think about that. So I, I think they do need to look over their shoulder because Fulham are closing the gap. And if we only look, what, three weeks ago, there was a 10-point difference between Fulham and Newcastle. And now there are three points, I believe. Mm. So this is this is danger territory for Newcastle. Newcastle don't have any identity. If we're talking about Man United, and it's like they don't really know what to do in certain in, in pressure moments or in situations where um, they need to sort of like turn the screw. Newcastle don't even have a screwdriver to try and turn a screw with, so they're pretty wow. screwed at the moment. Do you know what? I actually didn't know it was only three points. Yeah, in Fulham, Fulham's current form and Newcastle's current form, they should be really worried. They should be really, really worried, man. Mm. Dodgy, dodgy territory. Dodgy, dodgy territory. Um, let's talk about Fulham, actually, um, because, you know, as I said, like they are, they are the team that are, you know, closest to getting out of the relegation zone. And Fulham played some nice football. They won 1-0. Um, Adam Lutman, he scored just after the hour mark. There's a bit of controversy in this game as well. Um, Cotton, what comes to you about the contro? Was it that? Was it the handball? Mm. I, I I just don't. I don't even know anymore. I genuinely, I genuinely, and that's not me dodging the question. I genuinely don't know what's. We say it every week. I don't know what's a handball anymore. I don't know what isn't a handball anymore. I don't know what's natural. I don't know what's unnatural. I don't know where players are supposed to go. I don't. I, I just don't. I just don't get it anymore. And the, the, it's the thing is, this is what we'll be talking about again. We're, we're talking about decisions and whether it's right or wrong, rather than any football, really. And you ask your question. What the f- was that? I'm going to ask that quite a few times. I can feel it. It does. It does. Sheffield yeah. <laughs> <laughs> United, United, we know they're doomed and done. But yeah, Fulham are... It's annoying because Fulham play a really nice, attractive brand of football. And now they've got Josh Madger there as well. Snake boy. Snake boy. Uh, <laughs> I love Josh Madger. And the only reason why I knew of Josh Madger, to be honest, was it was because of Sunderland till I die. Um, but um, yeah, there you go, Stu. Fulham versus Newcastle last day of the season. That's not a six-pointer slash. Um, that's like 100 million game, isn't it? Oh, so, um, that is a massive game. Massive game. Chris, have, have, have Fulham got the minerals to stay up? I, th- I think so. I think th- the first few games of the season, it, it looked like it was going to be tough because they've not sorted out 
they've not sorted out anything defensively. Defensively, they're still shaky. I mean, that game between them and Burnley was it was just a horrific game anyway that I mean I don't ever want to talk about it or see that game ever again in my life but the defending I just want to watch your alternative commentary from it again to be honest that's what I want to see because that was brilliant listen I'll repeat a line from that if if that game was going on in my back garden I'm closing the curtains I don't want to know (laughs) I just don't want to know but they're they're better going forward because of the players that they've got in I mean Luckman again didn't have the greatest start for them because of penalty gate but he's settled in quite well now Loftus Cheek has looked like a really really good sort not not signing because obviously he's got to go back to Chelsea at some point you'd imagine and I don't think they'd have the money to get him anyway Mm. but they just seem to they seem to have clicked a bit going forward now They're, they're gelling quite nicely I think they've got enough about them to to outgun the teams like the Sheffield United's of the world and the Burnleys of the world. And I, th- I think they will pit Newcastle. I am very worried about Newcastle. Very worried. Mm. Ed, um, Sheffield United, we know they're going down. <laughs> you know, I, I there is, well, mathematically it is possible that they could stay up, but uh, <laughs> they are, they're, they're definitely, mathematically, uh, they're, they're, go- they're going down. Let's be real. Um, Chris Wilder, yeah. Should they keep hold of him? Yes. Of course they should keep hold of Chris Wilder. Sheffield United are going to look after him. He's going to bring him straight back. Why are you ordering this? No, I'm... I'm, Man, I'm, I'm, I'm I feel left out. Yeah, I feel left out. Yeah, honestly, I was, I was like, is, is there a game on? I was like, Jesus. Yeah, it's 2-0 two, two Monaco. That's why I was going... <gasps> But I was trying to do it quietly to interrupt, but it, it had yeah. the complete opposite effect. <laughs> Carry on. Chris Wilder, is he going down? Is he going to stay there? Oh, he's gone. Um, in, in the meantime then, um, Cotton, I'll, I'm going to ask you, what, from a player's perspective, for who from Sheffield United could honestly say that they are good enough to stay in the Premier League, player-wise, for next season? John Fleck, maybe. Uh, I, I, that's it. That's all. That's all I've got. That's it. it. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, 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 I don't. I don't think any. I don't think any of their players. Maybe Ollie Burke. No. Um, yeah. Um, maybe, maybe Ollie Norwood. I don't know. They, but, they haven't got. They haven't got Premier League McGoldrick. players. They didn't have that last year. But definitely not McGoldrick. <laughs> definitely <laughs> not McGoldrick. Do you know? Do you know? I think McGoldrick could be brilliant for like like a Burnley or something like that. Because he is just, he's essentially just a, a Scottish Barnes. Exactly the same player for me. <laughs> but like, like Sheffield United, like we've said so many times, their recruitment, they spent they spent nearly 50 million. And what did they get to show for it? Ramsdale, Rian Brewster. Like that, that, that is not Premier League quality. The signings were like ridiculous. I just, mm. not, not that they've made their own bed or whatever, but if, if that's your investment to want to stay in the Premier League, then you've kind of had it coming towards you. If not, for all we know, they might have known that they were going to struggle this year. So they have invested for players, Brewster, for the future, maybe a season in the Championship. But considering they finished like top... What, 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 what did they finish oh, last year? Top eight? in the end, was it? Okay. Nice. So, yeah, they it was would, nice. I don't think they'd... With that finish last season, I don't think they would have thought they were going to be have a bad season as they have this year so I, I don't know if that is the case that they're forward planning but mm. they're in some uh, deep trouble 
Um, West uh, West Brom, they're they're definitely in trouble. Um, they drew nil nil with uh, with Burnley yesterday. This was an acker buster for me. I, I assumed that Burnley were going to win this game yesterday, and they didn't. I didn't enjoy the game, if I'm honest. But there was a massive talking point, um, and it it makes me personally ask the question: What the f- was that? I don't like seeing denied obvious goal scoring opportunities being given on the halfway line. And if we were going back to the Arsenal game only a couple of weeks ago, where Arsenal versus Palace Villa, Arsenal Villa, Arsenal Villa, um, with the tackle that was, you know, 40 yards from goal, which, you know, Saka had a decent opportunity to run into. I don't think it was a red card, but Arsenal fans were kicking off going, oh, it should have been a red, it should have been a red. It wasn't a red card for me. But that was more of a goal-scoring opportunity than what happened with the handball here. So if you don't know what happened, um, Burnley have got sorry, West Brom have got a free kick on the edge of the Burnley box. <laughs> um, it ends up getting cleared. A ball gets pinged over um, by Burnley towards Matteo Vidra, and um, Semi Ajay puts his arm out. He handballs it. He's on the halfway line. There's. A little bit of cover, enough cover, and the, not necessarily the cover situation. It's more of where Semi Ajay is standing, and he has got enough time to turn and chase down um, Matthias Vidra. The referee has gone over to the monitor, he's come back and said, You know what? That's a red card. That's denying it, obviously, scores called opportunity. Personally, I don't buy it. I don't know about you. I, you've just hit the nail on the head with one word that you just said, the referee. Who was the referee, Lance? Oh, yeah. Next game. Mike, um, Mike <laughs> Dean, was it Mike, Mike Dean, weren't it? It was Michael Ledeen, yes. And he, he, Michael Dean doesn't know what a yellow card is. He just has reds. Red for you, red for you, red for everyone. So it was, if it was erring on the side of one way or the other... And, and this has been my complaint with with VAR. I don't think it's been, I don't think the people in Stockley are, are helping the situation at all. I just don't think that the standard of refereeing is good enough. I really don't. Not when you watch it. We've got the European footy back on now, the Champions League and the, and the Europa League, and you're seeing it in those games. The standard of refereeing, the officiating, is miles clear, miles yeah. clear. As far as I'm concerned, I don't you, know you, you don't actually realize it. you don't actually realize how much different it is until you're watching. If you're watching, like for instance, like we um, we we heavily invest in in the Bundesliga, you know, like to, between two at top and um, the football dugout channel. Make sure you check those guys out as well. We we share fifty fifty. Um, responsibility for coverage of the Bundesliga reviews and things that we do for that, um, and. When you're watching Bundesliga football, excuse me, just seeing what referees do and how they act, how they react, is far superior to what we see here. And I know Cotton is, you know, he spends a lot of time on Serie A football. And it's very rare that I will get a message from Cotton and he says, oh, um, referee's out of a stinker here, or he's out of mare, or this, that, and the other. I don't hear it from you. Do you know what I mean? So it's got to be something that's happening here. Yeah, it's it's slightly better out there, but look, we've been banging this drum for for months, man. It's just it's not even little things anymore. It's I'm just so sick of the inconsistencies as well. Like 
I, I don't, I've said this before, I don't want it to be clinical like NFL where it's this, it's yes or no. But like one referee will give a certain challenge as a yellow card one week, but then because a different referee with a different attitude towards the game is ref the next one, the same challenge is going unpunished. Or like, I, I, like you said, the Arsenal fans, like one week someone's getting sent off, the next week it's not. And it's upsetting people. And the inconsistency is just... It's, it's mind-blowing. I mean, I've, I've moaned for the last two or three weeks as well, and it's such a small thing, but it's it could change games and it could change seasons. Like, you, you've got a game with six subs, three goals, players injured, players rolling around, and that they're adding, like, two minutes on, of added time on. Like, where's the rest of the game gone? Like... Mm. The, the the amount of the amount of times, like even the other day, we we joked about it, but it actually happened. They added like four minutes added on. They didn't start playing until ninety one forty, while the ball like the ball was out for a goal kick or something. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then they blew. I blew a bang like, on for a bang on four minutes. Mm. I, uh, yeah, like players don't know whether they're coming or going. People, everyone keeps saying VAR is making the game less interesting and it's it's killing the game. It's not the VAR; it's the people using it and the decisions that officials are making. It's just not good enough. Mm. Um, let's um, go to um, a couple more of today's games and we'll go to the Emirates where um, London boy, <laughs> London raised uh, Raheem Sterling. Oh God, no. Um, you know, he's raised in London and he uh, rose to... No, it wasn't even... See, yours is better. What you're header. saying made sense. What Martin Tyler said was, uh, uh, Raheem Sterling there, of course, he uh, grew up in London and he really grew up to get on the end of that header. It was just like, oh my God, no, Martin, please. Just... <laughs> I was, I was Oh done. my I God. Was... Now, I wrote a tweet earlier on today. I was, I wasn't even a tweet. I was actually, it was a message that I sent via Twitter to um, the Football Eye um, on Twitter. Make sure you check those guys out as well. Honestly, it's plug central today, isn't it? Um, he, 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 he said to me, you know, I really hope that Arsenal do something today. And I said, I beg we do. I could just see um, KDB and Aguero being fit. Aguero wasn't. Um, but I could just see him terrorising us. And then Arteta being like, oh, we played well. We pressed them. We were exceptional in the last 30 minutes. Um, I thought Arsenal looked all right for about 20 minutes. But they looked all right because City were like, thank you to score. <laughs> Don't worry about it, boys. Just chill out, mate. Just... Just do, just do you, and that's exactly what happened. Man City are just cruising; they're in cruise control. This is incredible. I don't even think they got out of even when they scored early. I don't think they got out of second gear, and then no. after the second, no, they, 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 went, they, went, they literally went first, second, third, fourth, fifth inside thirty seconds. They should have been one 0 up inside thirty seconds. Um, Raheem Sterling missed an absolute sitter, and then made up for it less than a minute later. And should have scored his hat trick on four minutes, and after that, it was just like. But then, then City <laughs> not getting out of gear two. Then City in the second half just went back to gear one. They were just they were just so. It's weird to see because we're so used to them going for the go like going for the throat and going for like just how many goals can you score? But they just didn't look that interested today. I don't know whether they've got an eye on the Champions League midweek. I don't know what it was, but they came out second half just looking like they couldn't be just couldn't care less. I don't think they should worry about the Champions League too much because they've got Munch and Gladback and we'll be talking about it on Wednesday's show anyway. But Munch and Gladback just got beat at home to Mainz. Mainz. Wow, really? Mainz. <laughs> I don't know. Like I think as for... I'll bring my daughter down. Oh, I'm sorry. We only need one more. 
yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll be able to turn up against Mainz. I'll tell you that. So yeah, I don't think I don't think I have to worry too much about trying to get something out of that game. But um, Ed, um, where do Arsenal go from here? Where do Arsenal go from here? <clears throat> I mean, let's be honest. I think this one was surely a write-off on paper. Mm. Let's be real. Arsenal have had a, a catastrophe at the start of the season. And math- mathematically, they can still get to the Champions League. They're not going to, but they could. But uh, mathematically... Uh... Oh, see, oh, yeah, yeah, see. But, look, uh, just don't focus on Champions League qualification. Don't focus on one set goal. Focus on the evolution of your club. Focus on your I team. Say, I, I felt a cliche coming then. <laughs> I was going to take no, a no, <laughs> no, 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 no cliches, man. It's, it's just just start a build. I'm so fed up with people just like starting something and going, suck him. He's gone. I'm done with it now. It's like, just build something, man. Arsenal need to start this new change. Stick with Arteta and do something different. Mm. Chris. Oh, it's... Yeah, I agree on the fact that he was a write-off and I think it's going to be a write-off for 19 teams. But listen, we've got City soon and I'm, I'm really not expecting much from the game if I'm being entirely honest because City have just... You've seen everyone's levels this season and everyone's had dips and everyone's lost points and it's been a bit of a weird season but City's just seen everyone's level and gone, all right, okay, that's what you're all capable of. See you later. Mm. And it, it could get messy. It could. I mean, the the ten points clear of us now, as it stands, I think. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I could see them beating us. I could see them running. I mean, we're definitely going to drop more points before the end of the season. We're far too inconsistent not to. They, they could win it by 20, 20 plus. I, I just don't see what's going to stop him. I, I was speaking to one of my um, mates recently, um, who's who's a big City fan. You got mates. Yeah, no, that's that was a shocking thing for me. Isn't it? <laughs> Let's get outside, into it. Let's get outside into of it. the podcast, outside of the podcast, it gets very sketchy. But I was speaking to one of my mates, he's a City fan, and I asked him about the quadruple, and he was a bit coy about it. He was like, oh, you know, Jose in finals, he's probably going to do something with Spurs and this, that, and the rest of it. And I went... It just seems like the same as it was for us in 99, where things were just falling into place. Mm. Like for us, we had the comeback against Liverpool in the Cup, the semi-final against Arsenal in the Cup with the save penalty in the last minute and everything mad that went on that game. Coming back against Spurs on the last day of the season, getting battered by Bayern in the final without Scholes and Keane and somehow managing to just pull something out of the fire in the last three minutes. City, it all seems to be falling into place like that. And I, I am worried that I think I think they could be the first team to, to do the quadruple. They are that good and they've got that much strength in depth. Cotton, really? do you reckon... Do, yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I we, look, we look at City and we always think, like, oh, you know, maybe they could do something, maybe they won't, this, that and the other. But Cotton, can like? They've played 25 games in the Premier League. They've won 18 games and draw five. They've lost two. But these were all the beginning of the season. They're on a on a madness, madness, like unbeaten run. 18 straight victories. Not even in all competitions. Not even like wow. 18 wow. games undefeated. 
wins that that is www all the way um can you see them even dropping a point before a title is wrapped up yeah, I can, I can see them dropping a point, a point or two here or there, but it, it won't be. It'll be when it'll be a game they already know it's wrapped up, and it'll just be a stinky, low block game where everyone will just try to defend for their lives. It, it could even come a, a, against one of the bottom bottom three who are scrapping and just literally want to put eleven men behind the ball. But mm. it does make me laugh when you say it just seems it falls into place with City. Like, I completely agree, but that is always aided and helped by every single year. They don't play. A, they don't play a Premier League team in the FA Cup till the semis. Like yeah, it does. It does line me up. That. <laughs> every single every Everyone single Champions League. Every time they get out of a group in the Champions League, they get they get Hoffenheim. They get Schalke. They get like the weakest. The just real. Like, they they lost to Leon the other year when they shouldn't have done. But even that, like they got such a favourable draw. Now I'm not sitting here going it's rigged. But it is, it is so frustrating when every time you see an FA Cup draw, it's like Manchester City will play Cheltenham at home or something. And it's just like, oh, just one, just one time let them play yeah. someone good. But yeah, they are, they're, they're on And we get West Ham or Liverpool and it's just like... Or Leicester. Oh. Yeah, or Leicester. <laughs> um, City at the minute. The, the, the scary thing is as well, like the scary thing is, we we've, this season has been the season where everyone said, about, well, we're missing this player and we're missing these players. Mate, City have done this 18-game winning streak. Most of it, like, without De Bruyne. Aguero's barely featured. Aber- Aguero Stone's has played 141 Premier League minutes this season. That's what I mean. They, they are absolutely slapping people, and they're not even at full, full strength. But the, mm. if they if they add to, if they genuinely, I mean, Aguero's getting a bit old in the tooth, but if City bollock are, 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 like, go silly and buy a world-class striker next year, it's game over before we even start it, mate. If they if they get someone proper in, we're it's, we're done for because Gabriel Jesus isn't the one. But that's no, he's not. He's not. Um, right then, um, please, gentlemen in the chat and anyone who's listening, hold your ears. Oh. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> West Ham 2, Tottenham 1. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because um, last time Spurs won when you are on the show, so we didn't show that. We only show that yeah. when they lose. We're not Arsenal fan TV. We only really talk about Tottenham and going in depth with it when they've had a, when they've had a shocker. So. <laughs> had a mare. But I'll say that. I don't think they did have a mare. I thought they played really well today. <laughs> I really do. West Ham 2, Tottenham 1. Um... Mikel Antonio is back from um, his little state, uh, little stint out with injury. Um, scored after his five minutes. Um, Messi Lingard, the loanee from you know Paris Saint United, um, <laughs> just after half time, which went to VAR bounce. And then uh, Lucas Moura made it a bit hairy, you know, scoring a goal midway through the second half. Still quite a bit of time to play. There was an absolute wonder slap from from Gareth Bale, which hit like the corner of the post and bar and went off elsewhere. He hit that so damn sweet. I yeah, I was willing that to go in because he hit it so clean and nice, but it didn't. So, um, <laughs> West Ham. Sorry, <laughs> <West Ham, laughs> <laughs> 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 mate. Um, so West Ham are flying. Could have won. 
Yeah, this is what you could have won. This is oh god. West Ham are flying, rub it in. Do you remember the West Ham podcast you did at the start of the season, Gav? My God, honestly, I was talking to someone about this the other day and it was all doom and gloom and all meltdown. I need to get him back on the show. Honestly, I I remember tuning in. I was in the bath and it was just an hour of crying. Honestly, please. I can't remember the Did glory you know? days with John Moncur and ne- you know. Like, honestly, now look at them. They're like Cresswell's cooler. Um, uh, honestly, yeah. Um, you're a big fan of Cresswell, though, aren't you, mate? I love Cresswell. He loves Cresswell. Honestly. He loves Cresswell almost as much as I love Solly March. No, I love Cresswell. But no, West Ham. Look, you're doing bits, David Moyes. You've got. You've got something that works. You've got a system. You've got the right players doing the right job. I don't think it's going to last. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a builder. That's such a builder. I was yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, no, but, but that's only because history says it doesn't last. I hope yeah. West Ham go on, and I hope West Ham push, and I hope West Ham go on to be the West Ham they were promised to be. But I don't think they will. I think there'll be a point when... I mean, how many games have we still got to go, lads? Uh, 13 for me. 13. 13, okay. So we've got, what, 39 points to play for. Mm. Good maths, well done. That's why I'm the smartest one here at Tip Top. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but... Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you at last. No, I, I can't see, I can't see it going on for too much long. Well, I, I can't stand. You know, I can't stand West Ham. Um, but I can't see it going on for too much longer. But they should. But but but. I honestly don't know how they keep causing out these results as well, because they're not. They haven't even got like a. They're not even having like they haven't even got like a clinical striker that's scoring every game. They just. They, no, they they've got they've got a, a failed right back who came from non-league. They just keep finding goals. Well, I was wanting to drop really that. Really I, was, I wanted to drop that because I, I know Cotton loves it when they always bang on about every time he scores. The lad came from oh non-league football. Didn't everyone, didn't everyone at some point. Like... We, used to, we used to have that with Smalling. Every single time oh. Smalling had a ball, I'd be like, did you know he came from... Stop it. Don't say Stop it, it again. For fuck's sake. You know what? West, Ham, West Ham's amazing. I just can't believe they keep winning games because the first game of the season, they got dicked by Newcastle 3-0 yeah, and we were bummed. we must all we're must have been sat here thinking they are fucked there's yeah, no 100%. way and look but where they, they are they've already lost six games this season um, it's a great they, season they're, they're having a wonderful time they are just four points shy of Man United and Man City uh, and uh, Man United and Leicester City sorry um, they are three, uh, two points clear of Chelsea. Chelsea are on their little run. We'll talk about those in a second. Um, but what, what what do Spurs do now? Spurs are in ninth position. They are um, nine points off top four. What do Spurs do? Where do they go? It's game over for Jose, I think. Really? I'm worried for Tottenham because I said this to Cotton midweek. Tottenham have kind of done like like a wish version of Arsenal. Like they've they've gone for the brand new stadium, but without any prior su- success. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's like so Harry Kane being the world class, and he, he and he is he's one hundred percent world class, one hundred percent world class. Class, but he's at his peak. 
So you're in an economic climate where no one can afford to buy you, but you are too good for this club. Harry Kane will leave Tottenham. Fact. But he will, I don't think he'll be going abroad. But how does Tottenham need to... Liverpool? And you know what? Forget Harry Kane. Tottenham. Tottenham need to learn how to win without Harry Kane. Tottenham need to, need to not just become this in-debt club. Because Arsenal, like, how much? How many years did it take for you to pay off Emirates? Uh, seven years. Seven years? How long do you reckon it would take without the Champions League? <laughs> Still be paying it now. Exactly that. If Tottenham Hotspur do not get back in the Champions League... They were going to struggle to pay off that football stone. So, do you think that they should put all their eggs in one basket and be like, right, Europa League, hooker by crook? We don't care about Wolfsburg, uh, AC, through. Well, I'm talking We need more, to worry about I'm everyone talking, else. So we need to win the Europa League. Yeah, but look, they need to win the Europa League so they can get into the Champions League that way because I can't see them overhauling um, the number of no, teams that are in between them. You know, I'm going to put Aston Villa in there for just for conversation because they've got two games in hand and if they win both of those, that will put them into sixth place above Liverpool. Um, so you've got Everton, Liverpool, Chelsea, all above them and West Ham. Can you see... Can you, can you see Tottenham be able to overhaul all of those clubs and get into the top four? No. So I can't. No, I can't see it happening. No one can. We, we, we were talking earlier as well about them. Um, we were talking about goal scorers in the Premier League. And we were talking about um, Alan Shearer having being the top goal scorer, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Did it for, he was in the Premier League for 15 years. What a legacy. But then I said to you, like, all those goals, what did it get him? It got him one title at Blackburn and that's it. And Harry Kane doesn't even have that one title. He, if he genuinely wants to be taken seriously and wants to leave a legacy, he needs to get out of that club, man. Because he, even even if they win, if they win the league cup this year, that's still not good enough for someone of Harry Kane's stature. Like he, no. he needs to get out and get out fast. He needs to go and win something to be taken to be taken seriously. Because everyone knows he's good, but again, with the Shearer thing, what does it get you? Uh, it gets you a, li- a life full of memories, but it doesn't get you any medals or or, or trophies. So. Oh, he's got to go. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, has to. Uh, one player who, um, you know, he's only recently come into the Premier League, if you want to call it that, and has already picked up a league title, is Jamie Vardy. He wasn't on the score sheet today, but Leicester did win at Villa Park 2-1. And I honestly thought that this game was going to be a slap-in. I thought Leicester were going to batter him. I don't know why. It just felt like the day for it. And this is before I even knew that Jack Grealish wasn't in the starting lineup. But um, our boy, our boy, Mark Cotton's pal, Bertrand Traore, he bagged again. Funny. Um, <laughs> so crap. Um, <laughs> James Madison, he was getting looked at by, uh, by Gareth Southgate. He was in the stands today. He had a lovely game once again today. And so did Harvey Barnes. And both of those were the goal scorers uh, to make it 2-0 in quick succession uh, just before the halfway point of the first half. Um, Leicester are in third place. They're on 49 points, level with Manchester United, Cotton. Um, Leicester, they, they showed that last season they didn't have the minerals to have that stay in power. Have they learned from last season? I think so, yeah. I think Brendan Rogers, he's such a methodical manager and he has everyone so well drilled. Uh, there's no way he'd have let it happen again. Like they're, they're, They'd have been working on stuff like that. Um, and they, they just look so good this season. They are just, 
I'm worried about getting them in like our, our cup game against them. But I, I, I not worry, but Vardy just at the minute just doesn't seem to be cutting it. Again, uh, today I think he had one shot on target all game, and it wasn't even a good one. It was, mm. and he, he hasn't seen. I know he, he's been out injured and stuff. But yeah, the hernia been... injury, didn't he? He came back. I think he came back about a week or two sooner than he was expected, but still doesn't look very sharp, does he? No, if they're winning, they're getting goals from Madison and Barnes and elsewhere at the minute, rather, rather than Vardy. So I don't know if that's something Leicester need to look at because obviously he's not getting any younger. Um, mm. But yeah, they're, they're, they're playing some really good football this year as well. Mm. Um, Villa, uh, Chris, Villa, they, as I said just a moment ago, if they win both their games in hand, they will jump into sixth place and be uh, a point, uh, sorry, two points ahead of Liverpool as it sort of stands at the moment. Villa, we've given them a lot of credit this season, but they've almost lost as many games as they've won. So is the, is the credit... Worthy? I think we had a strange start to the season, and I think Villa were one of the teams that took advantage of that. And I think you've I think they've I think they've been as good as they're gonna be. And I, I said this to lads on our podcast last week. We were saying about, you know, do, do Villa have what it takes to pull themselves back into that argument for European contention? My answer is no. I, I mm. think they're not not done like they're gonna go sort of falling off a cliff. But <laughs> it'll be a comfortable mid-table finish for them, which if you would have said to a Villa fan at the end of last season, right, you survived, next season, you're going to push on, you get comfortable mid-table, you bite your hand off for that. That's a good season for Villa. And with Grealish out now, for however long he's going to be out for, the the form that they're seeing from, you know, the likes of um, Barkley, who's just not... He started really well for Villa. I'm really disappointed with Barkley, like really disappointed. He, He should... I thought he was going to kick on and have a brilliant season, and it's just not happened. And I don't know what's ha- I don't know what's happening with him there. I don't know if you have got any thoughts on it, but he could have been the key. He, I mean, if he was playing well, they wouldn't be feeling the loss of Grealish, or they wouldn't feel the loss of Grealish like they're going to feel over the next few weeks. Mm. But yeah, he just doesn't seem to be having any impact at all. Mm. What do, What are your thoughts on Barkley? Ed? On Barkley. I think Barkley's he's like a, a never Henderson, not in terms of the type of player, but in terms of the fact that he does well next to Jack Grealish because he's in terms he's an engine. He works, he suits that Aston Villa team. I don't think he, he was ever the level of Chelsea. I thought at Everton he was probably about that level. Um yeah, they probably will struggle now they've lost Grealish. But Aston Villa have done brilliant this year so far, haven't they? Considering where they was the, the year before. Um, they've kept no, 12 they're... clean sheets this season. 12. Yeah, okay, okay. But of, of if, if you say that, they've kept 12 clean sheets, that's great. Um, but then of their other 11 games, they have conceded 26 goals. But there's no, there's no and, shame in losing. And, 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 no, and lost nine, losing lost nine of the twelve. Yeah, there's no shame in losing this one to uh, Leicester. No, because but it's just, it's just a bit concerning. I, I, I would have thought. I wouldn't have thought so. Aston Villa was near relegation last year. Mm. They, they survived by the skin of their teeth. Mm-hmm. And now look at them. Like if, if anyone's sitting there scratching their head, going, "God, Aston Villa are bottled it." 
bottled it what what are you talking about this is the mm. same team and yeah. barclay <laughs> if, if we're going to be if we're going to be really technical about the way that we say they survived, they actually survived by the flick of a button because someone didn't turn the Hawkeye on. And if they would have turned the yeah. Hawkeye on, Villa would be in the championship right now. <laughs> is he lying? I don't think he is. Right. Okay. So one team that came up from the championship last year was Leeds United. Um, you know they lost one nil, but they're such a joy to watch. Breath of fresh air, FC. <laughs> uh, I actually feel really sorry for Melier. I thought he had a really good game and uh, the goal has been credited to his name um, with an OG. It was, it was a Traore shot, was it? Was it? Yeah, for about yeah. 30 yards. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Traore shot. Um, I'm a Traore. Um, and um, it's hit the... It's hit sort of like the, hit the, hit the bar and post, isn't it? And sort of like bounced off the back of Melier's head and going to the back of the net. Um, I haven't really got much to say about this game. I was about to say, that's the only thing that happened. It's literally the only thing that happened in the game. Oh, and the literally VAR. No, do you know... <sighs> Leeds aren't all that. <gasps> How dare you say that? You know, we're technically in the media as well, and we have to suck Leeds dick. Yeah. Um, shit. Uh, no. no to be Say fair, something nice. Um, <laughs> no, Leeds did, Leeds did try pepper him. Leeds did try pepper him. Like, I, didn't, I didn't have a problem with Leeds' effort. But after watching Leeds against Arsenal, I thought, yeah, Wolves have got this. Like, the, they attack as one, man. Mm. I say it every week, and it's like, well, what do you expect me to say? Because they keep on doing it. But. Like, I mean, it was a it was a free goal. I know it was a, I know it was a Traore rebound off the goalkeeper, off someone's shin, off someone's eyelash. It, like, it, it, no no keepers going to save that. It was very unlucky. But Leeds, man, chill out, bro. When you attack, you'd have to bring you'd have to bring the fans with you. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah. We're, we're, we'll move on for this game. The game's crap. Um, let, um, <laughs> Southampton won, Chelsea won. This is our last game that we're going to be talking about today. Um, so um, Southampton, they took the lead. They took the lead against Chelsea with a, a Liverpool loanee um, in Minamino. Um, I'm really enjoying Minamino at the moment and um, the nation's darling, Mason Mount, who took the penalty, which I'm really pissed off about, if I'm honest about, because... I was expecting Timo Werner to take the penalty. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> me too. You know, me too. That um, the Minamino we all, goal. We all is, invested. The Minamino goal is such a Thursday night down goals. Like he set the keeper down on the floor, and then this is like a little tidy little little finish. Um, speaking about Mason Mount scoring that penalty though, genuinely, and I'm not even just saying it. I know it's only been one season, mate. Timo Werner is done in the prem. He's done in the prem. He uh, whether. It's too fast for him, whether it's too physical for him, whether it, I, what, I don't know what he's got going on, but his, his performance is in games. And it's not just because he's not scoring. Mate, he can't even get on the ball. His first touch is hideous. Uh, he, he just looks lost all the time. And it's now got to the point. There was three or four times in this game that he could have been, um, someone could have thrown a ball through to him and they're just not passing to him anymore. I mm. genuinely think that they're at the point now where they're like, well, he's just going to lose it or take a heavy touch. So they're just not playing him in. But he is—he's uh, shot, man. He is—I—I uh, don't know what—I don't know what the solution is because they've tried just sticking with him. 
they've tried playing him in cup games against lesser opposition and he's still... They he's tried still to not. play him through the middle. They tried to play him out wide. They tried to play um, two up top hey. um, <laughs> to accommodate him. And it's just... But it's not worked, has it? None of it's, it's working. It's, it's annoying work. because we've seen what he can do. But last season, he scored a hat load of goals in the Bundesliga. He was only second to Lewandowski. But in that period, he did go nine games without scoring. Yeah. And he still bagged over 20 goals in, in a 34-game season. So if you can... I think he scored 25, 26 in the league in the end. Yeah. And, but, that, yeah. But, still, but still went nine games without scoring. I know he's gone on a bit of a run at the moment. So he's a very confidence-led striker. Yeah, uh, Bas, Bas Dust went about 10 games without scoring a goal and then still scored like 19 Bas. goals because all he does is score three, four, five in one game and then you never see him again. But, I love Bas Dust, man. He's yeah, found Werner, his level now. He's, play, he's playing He's playing in Belgium. Yeah. He's found his level. I can't stand that prick. Uh, Werner, man, he's going to have to really hope that, they, that they're going to be patient with him because it's not going to fix itself anytime soon. Hmm. Um, Chelsea are outside of the Champions League positions, um, but they are only two points off uh, off off West Ham. So, if you replace Chelsea with West Ham, uh, Chris, have we got our top four for the end of the season? That that's the golden question in it because the top of the table is pretty much looking wrapped up, mm-hmm. and the bottom of the table looks like it's set in stone. But the European places are the ones that have just been up for grabs all season from like nine or ten different teams. And I think Chelsea, I came on here not long ago and I said that I fancy Chelsea to stage a bit of a renaissance at the the end of the season and and have enough about them to get into the top four. With Tuchel in now, I, I believe that even more. I'm even more confident. I think Tuchel's a better man. Let's call a spade a spade. Tuchel's a better manager than Frank Lampard. He just is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether it's down to experience or quality of sky, I don't know. But he's just a better manager. He's come in and he studied the ship straight away. They, they were leaking goals at the back. They look toothless going forward. They're not looking brilliant now, but they look far better than they did when you know Frank was on his last legs. They've, they've got enough quality in that squad to, to overtake West Ham. Um, you mentioned about here Go on. No, no, finish off what you're saying. So no, I was just going to say. I was just going to say. We mentioned as well about West Ham maybe tailing off. I think West Ham are going to tail off enough to allow Chelsea to capitalise. I think they're going to get enough points to do it. Fair. No, I, I agree with that bit. Um, you said about the manager, better manager. Now a situation did happen in this game, and I did put um, a, a, a tweet out with a poll on it. Um, I would like to know everyone's thoughts on it because Callum Hudson Odoi came off the bench at half time. And was subbed off not long after being on the pitch, yeah, and it crazy. wasn't an injury. It wasn't an injury that did it. And Thomas Tuchel came out in the press and basically said his attitude was wrong, and he wasn't prepared to listen to what I've got to say. That that is the long and short of it. So, do you think a he was right to sub him off? And B, do you think he was right to um, out him in, in public? 100%, 100% for both of them. The, the whole point of bringing someone on, well, if you start them or bring them off the bench, you want them in a specific position, in a specific game plan, 
And if he needs you to be tracking back, the whole the whole system falls apart if you're not defending because then there'll be overlaps and there'll be... So if, if you don't want to do what your manager's telling you to do, don't play. And it's that simple. Like, And it, to be fair, with him coming out and explaining, he doesn't need to. He's the manager. If he wants to make the decisions of taking players on and off, it's, it's up to him, man. Um, but I think, I think every now and then players do need reminding that... Like it's not star power, and you you can't dictate what you want to do, and mm. like we're not bowing down to you. If we've got a problem, we're gonna we're gonna tell people the way it is. And I think I, I don't know how many people didn't like that he came out and said it. I think there's quite a lot of people that were that rated the fact that he came out and said it. I certainly did. But yeah, I, I think he's right on both counts. Ed, can you imagine if that was Jose Mourinho who had that conversation and then outed um, Callum Hudson with a doy? What what the out, <laughs> outrage would be? I mean, like, what what are your thoughts? They'd be saying you're destroying this young player's confidence, the mentality. But it's true. But maybe Thomas Tuchel's trying to teach this young man a lesson. Maybe Thomas Tuchel's trying to enforce his philosophy, or he's kind of I'm not going to take any of this. I think maybe he's doing a bit of a showing to his players, potentially. I agree with what he's done. I agree with the decision. I don't agree with speaking to the media about why you took him off. I think you could just go, well, on the manager and then you've done business um, and speak to the player in private. But Callum Hudson Adore needs that. Bro, if you want to play for Chelsea, and I'm not being funny, if you want to play for Chelsea, you're getting subbed as a sub you got issues, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what, what, what do you reckon? I'm going to come back and do all the comments at the end. I don't know who put that comment up. So um, I'll come back and do all the comments at the end. Um, but um, Chris, do you, do, you think, do you think he was right to um, to have that conversation? I, I think people like to look at things in either black or white and sometimes it's grey. And I think you can sit in both camps with it. I think it shows strong management on Tuchel's side. I think it shows that exactly what you boys have said. If you're not pulling your weight, I don't care if you've come on as a sub or whether you've been on since the first minute, you're coming off. And that's that because it's not about you. It's about the team and the performance and the result. But uh, I think there will be people on the other side who think there's better ways to go about it in terms of uh, outing players publicly. But we, we don't know. We don't know Hudson Adoy. I mean, Hudson Adoy is a talented player, and it might be that he reacts really, really well to being outed mm. like that. You just don't know. Like, and someone who does know better than us, Thomas Tuchel. And he's not been in there long. And I think the difference between him and Jose is Jose's been in charge of Spurs for 75 games now, and he seems to be displaying a similar pattern that he displayed at United. And it's not a healthy and one. And Chelsea twice and at yeah. Real Madrid. And uh, exactly, yeah, yeah, it goes on, it goes on. Um, but um, yeah, that's um, that brings us to the end of the Premier League review show. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on all social. Oh, hold on a minute, hold on, hold on a minute. I've done the Merseyside Derby. <laughs> oh, forgot. <laughs> I did not forget, I did not forget, I did not forget. <laughs> Uh, Gav, Gav, I asked you at the start of the show, did you figure out what the odd thing out was between us? Uh, me, me and Chris had our football team win a game this weekend. Was the, uh, was the odd thing oh, out? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like one one person, not the other sort of thing. So yeah, no, 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 that's no, fair no. enough. All right, let's get involved with it. Come on, come on. What's our Everton?
Everton are Merseyside Derby champions 2021. Yeah, yes, they, they won the trophy for this. Um, yeah. It's the first time they've um, the first time they've won this trophy since um, since um, 1999. Big Kevin, Kevin Campbell. Campbell. Yeah, Kev? okay. yeah, in the yeah, uh, one of the Three main minutes matches. in. Golazo, 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 So yeah, um, and it was it was nice. To be, to be fair, um, Liverpool didn't play that badly. Um, Everton were just everywhere. They wanted it more. They wanted everything more. Um, mm. Their second goal came from the spot. And that was a Calvert-Lewin opportunity that was uh, fed onto him by um, Sharnison, I think it was. And then um, Calvert-Lewin um, threw in on goal. Is that a shot? It's not done. It's, you know, it's, it's not a bad effort. He should have scored it, if I'm honest. Um, and then... There is a situation between him and Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, the referee has pointed to the spot initially. He's gone to VAR. He literally looks at it for no longer than three seconds and sticks to his on-field decision, which for me, I loved. Because normally when they go over to the monitor, it's like, oh, no, I'm going to change my mind now. Mm -hmm. No, he went over. He had a look. He didn't even have a look at second angles. Like, not given that. Um, and it was beautifully dispatched by um, Gilfie Sigerson. Let's be real. Do you think it should have been a penalty, Cotton? Um, when I saw it in full speed, it was clear that he kicked out with him and it's clear that he tried to stop him going past him. When I saw the replay, right, where's Trent supposed to go? Like, Calvert-Lewin has ran into the back of his head. As he's going over the top of him, yeah, Trent sticks his leg out and clips him, but... Where was what was Trent supposed to do? Calvert-Lewin's run into him. Mm. I, I, it's, do you know what? It's one of those. It's that this is again sitting on the fence. But you could you'd be you'd be so annoyed if that wasn't given for you. But if it was given against you, I could see why you'd, you'd feel aggrieved. Like he's run into the back of his head, man. Where's he? What's he supposed to do? Definitely, he's Arsenal Wolves. Definitely, he's Arsenal Wolves. Okay, now um, it's, it's true though. It's so true, um, Christoph. What do you reckon? I ain't, I ain't gonna sit on the fence. I think it was a penalty. I think it was a hundred percent a penalty. He literally got dick out. Of <laughs> I just, I it's one, Listen, it's one of them. Trent, he's. I think he's panicked. It's high stakes. It's ten minutes left in a big game. Liverpool aren't having a great season. I think he's just. I think he's just panicked in the moment. He's just thought, shit. There's a there's a loose ball. Don't know where it's gonna go. DCL's there bleeding one of the most informed strikers in the Premier League this season. I've got to do something. He's flailed the leg out. He's clipped him. Is Calvert-Lewin made the most of it? Probably. But in the in the Premier League this season, especially this season, what we're seeing, especially with VAR as well, and like you said, overturning decisions, because players know they can do it and get away with it, it's penalty. It's mm. just as simple as that for me. Ed? Penalty. But... Um, yeah, I think it was a penalty. I agree that it wasn't intentional. But it's like with handballs. It doesn't, intent doesn't mean anything. Intent's not in the law. I'd, I'd, I couldn't care less about intent, really. Trent was reckless to be doing it. Um, it's not why Liverpool lost, though. 
The second we'll goal, back. which confirmed we'll... it, is not. One oh, go on. Yeah, yeah, look, the second goal confirmed it. I just wanted to uh, throw my two quids worth in about the penalty, and then we'll come back to you, Ed, because obviously you're the resident Liverpool fan, and we can yeah. do a bit of an inquest on 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 Liverpool Football Club as a whole. Um, but not a demo there. I, I don't. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I was going to say, as you're going to the side, I'm going to put my hat to the side. I know. As well. I like. I sit to the side, look like some like '90s bully. Oh, fuck, so uh, my, my headphones won't stay on properly if I do it. And do you know what? I'm wearing this jacket as well. I literally look like I'm, I'm going to yeah. get some wood down on the floor and start break dancing. Like, do it then. Why yeah. not? Um, that's that's for to the top extra, which is shown on yeah. Monday nights at eleven o'clock. No, um, so, so, Kieran Doyle will host with us. But, um, I can't no, be no. doing this hat thing, lads. By the way, my nose is absolutely massive, so I've got shade here and shade at the back here. There's a perfect dispersion of light. If I go sideways, <laughs> it's going to throw the sink of the room. <laughs> 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 well, I had to turn it back because, like, if I do it sideways, my headphones don't sit on. Um, but um, no, like, I, I think it's a penalty. And I also think it's a red card. And it's not because I don't think there's any malice in it. I don't think there is. Do I think the penalty is harsh? One million percent, I think it's harsh. But the that is denied an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. And that's why the penalty was given. So if you're given a penalty, you have to give a red card. Because if not, why have you given a penalty? Yeah, that, but, you that, would, that, but, but you would okay. This isn't disagreeing, but you would like to see them give the penalty with no retrospective action afterwards. You would like to see that, though. Yeah. What happened? What happened is what you would like to see. Yeah, right. like, this, mm, yeah. yeah, and I, I just, I just go. I'm just, it's, it's wording of law, and there's no deviation in regards to that. He is denied an obvious goal scoring opportunity. Therefore, you give a penalty and a red card. Yeah. That that. But do I think it's a penalty? No. Mm. But is it a penalty? Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's well weird, isn't yeah. it? But yeah, it's that, that's me. But it's the same with David Louise and Bednarak. This, this, you know, both but... both situations. Do I think it's a yeah. pen? Oh God, no. Do I have to give a penalty? Yes. Yeah. Do I have to give a red card? Then yes, I have to give a red card because of what's happened. But it's bloody harsh, isn't it? Yeah. But because it's harsh doesn't mean I don't need to give it. You know, so but um Ed <sighs> Liverpool man. It's not going right. This is no. you know, arguably one of the worst defences of, of a Premier League um from any any champion. We will always talk about injury. You lost Jordan Henderson, who is key, uh -huh. you need him back in the middle of the park. This is what the this is what the issue is, as far as I'm concerned. Him not being in the middle of the park, barking or controlling play. He is the controller of Liverpool Football Club, and he's not yeah. there. How good did how good did Liverpool look every time he crept forward into a midfield position, getting a couple of shots off, oh, getting passes no. around? When it, I was like, oh, this is Liverpool. <sighs> Here's the thing, I'm still relatively calm about the whole situation. Like, I understand where we're at and I understand the situation we find ourselves in and the possible dangers around us. Like, we we very easily could not get top four. We could very easily not even get Europa League football. We could end up in that bloody conference thing. Oh, do you know what I mean? Like, we could end up in that. But... 
That's How big would that be for the competition, though? A big name like Liverpool being in the conference. Yeah, of, of, of course. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, no. Don't ask that question. I hear a lot of um, the people bringing up the title defences. It's like, I couldn't care less about like where this ranks in title defence. I, I couldn't care less. Do you know what I mean? Like, yet, like It's hard to retain a title, clearly. But I don't think the reason we're down in whatever position we may be in it's because we're retaining a title. That's not the reason we're playing so poorly. It's not because the pressure's got to us. That's not the. Go- we aren't the same team. We yeah. are the injuries, which is well documented, which we spoke about on this podcast plenty of times. It is to our defence has been hit, and it is took away from our midfield to fill the void. Mm. And our midfield, and I, I said this to Cotton, it's like, well, we've still got three good midfielders. If you look at the thing, I've got, I've got Wijnaldum, I've got um, Thiago, I've got Slade Chamberlain, now I've got Shakiri. They're all attacking midfielders. Like, you've got four attack. Like, I've got Shakiri who wore, I've got four attacking midfielders. If you get past that, I've got no one. Like, absolutely I've got a no one. midfielders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Liverpool have no spine, they have no core. So, Liverpool attack from the back, so it's a nightmare until we get. Uh, if Liverpool don't get top four this year, and they have to, they will struggle. Because they can Liverpool get top four. That's the worst thing about no, it. No, 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 we're, we're only running three points up. We're three points um, up, which is yeah. Uh, it's it's five. It's five now because of the um because of like West Ham and that sort of stuff. But five now. We're we're talking. We're talking. We're talking like this is like mad crisis. This that and the other. But it's five points, and the team that you got to chase is West Ham. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's thirteen it's, games it's to go. But let's say we got fourth position. We're still got. We've still got that squad that won a Champions League and a Premier League title, and you know had all them success. Had all that success. It's not like we've just earned enough to break into the top four. We're already at that level. We just need to get all our players back and add on to that. We need to stop being so naive and we need to attack next season. Granted, there's, every club's been in the same boat. Injuries, COVID, financial crisis. We've all been there. Mm. Liverpool have took a chance this year and it has backfired. This year has been a mix of both bad form mentally. Uh, so Sorry, it's been both bad form and injuries this year for us. Mm. It has been. Um, we've been naive this year, but I think we'll bounce back. Um, Cotton, if the um, if it wasn't windy, do you think Liverpool would have won that game? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> no, no, honestly, Ed, <laughs> all, all, all banter aside, yeah, all banter aside, Sky Sports were doing their fucking hardest to get that over early. Before before kickoff, they were like, oh, it's yeah. windy out there. Every other word that was coming out of Martin Tyler's mouth was, well, the conditions, Liverpool, it must be tough for Liverpool playing in these conditions. Where were Everton playing? Were they playing in a fucking vacuum? Were they not playing in the same wind? Like, yeah. Honestly, they just kept drilling home. It's windy. It's pretty windy. All the ball's going to hang up there for Liverpool when they play that because it's windy. And it was just like, God, jeez. Yeah. You sound like Klopp already making the excuses. Like, jeez. I but, didn't. I. 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 Um. I turned it off. Um. And um. Just listened to. Um. We are four and one T, and they were talking about what was it? What was the? Uh, was it Australia's um, version of um, 
Murray Murray that was way more entertaining than listening to those guys on 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 the telly and uh, I waded in with a few bits and bobs and then Claire started wading in she was like oh yeah yeah what's the name of that show again I need to watch that show um so she's got a, she's got a, a link uh, she just walked in she picked up the card which means that um Amazon's about to get absolutely hammered right now no interesting um but um season six make sure it's season six guys that's important season six babe season six um what we're gonna talk uh, we'll we'll um, wrap up with everton uh, before we go um and this is this is meant to be a monumental season for everton they're having such a wonderful time um but you know, as it stands, they're still behind Liverpool on goal difference, mind, um, and they do have a game in hand. But what 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 are Everton? I think Everton are a top six side this season. I think I think Everton will do Europa League easy, and I think compared to last season, I mean they they ended. I remember watching them against Wolves, and they got absolutely dicked, and it wasn't even close. And I really worried and I thought, is Carlo going to want to stick around and, and try and do something with this team because it's not looking great? Uh, brought Hammers in, brought Alan in, brought Decore in. Um, and it, I don't even think it's so much like the signings. Like it, it just seems to be a, a real good sort of harmony and work ethic amongst that squad now. That was a shift last night. It wasn't a... You know, Everton, a wonderful attacking team. They just outgunned Liverpool or anything like that. It, you said it perfectly before, Gavin. You just outworked. It was just mm. a hustle. And every single one of them just wanted it more. It was just, uh, that's how important it was to them. And that's what got them over the line. And it was easy in the end. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't take the mick out of um, Tom Davis. And like Tom Davis, he was everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah, where where where's where can he go? Where can he go? I mean, like we've um, we've got a load of comments and uh, that have. Um, we just want to run through a few of those as well. And one of them is directed to you, Ed, um, and it's um, a question from Josh Murphy, who's watching via YouTube. Um, he says, um, "If Liverpool don't make top four, um, will they be able to keep their former Premier League and Champions League winning squad? Will um, Salah stay? Will Mane stay? Etc. Etc." It, it's really hard to predict that. I know that Liverpool have signings in place prior to this season, and I think they have signings in place for next season but I think that changes if you don't get top four mm. I think they they all changes I think the reason we are I think the reason we've spent like you know half a cent on the, the centre back on loan and then you know ask someone's cousin to play for us is because we don't have the money like, like mm. no, 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 it's because we've we have the money but we're using it I genuinely think if Liverpool don't get top four they've missed a massive opportunity massively Massively. Yeah. Um, back on, um, he's also got another question about uh, the Chelsea situation um, because we spoke about Tuchel and uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi. Um, the manager must command respect. Let's remember the Sari and Kepa moment. And it's coming around to that sort of time as well, isn't it? Um, where that all went down a couple of years ago in the League Cup. Um, was it the League Cup final, was it? Final? It, was, it, was, final. it was the final, wasn't it? Yeah, coming final. Off? No, I'm not coming off. I'll do what I want. Um, what a glorious moment that was in football! Yeah, that I'll go down in the annals of history. That <laughs> I mean, I I love Caballero and stuff. Anyway, um, sentiment um, is said uh, Antonio has more Premier League goals than Lacazette this season. Um, surely not of all time. I'll have to double check that. I really will have to double check that. Um, <laughs> what's um, <laughs> now? Now I'm panicking. <laughs> 
Um, well, there's another comment that I wanted to. Um, oh yes, um, when <laughs> when we were talking about um, Sheffield United and players that could um, hang around, um, there was um, Brewster that was knocked around, um, Lundstrom, Egan, Basham. Um, what's happened to Sander Burge? Um, Sander Burge. Um, I think he's um, has he got a knee injury? You, you, you just you reeled off some names there that are literally why Sheffield United are in the position they're in. Like they are those <laughs> players aren't. Who, who's going to want them players unless unless someone's looking for a bit of squad depth for some some bench warming? The the players you've just named are not good enough to be in the Premier League. End mm. of. So uh, we spoke about. Uh, um, give Bruce some. Respect, nah, Bruce, no, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce is dead in these streets at the moment. Oh, is there, is 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 Solanke Mark too, in my opinion? Um, apparently, is for handball should be given anymore, um, unless uh, you play a stop a certain goal, it's too subjective. I, I sort of see that. I mean, like, if but you remember the one, across. well, do you remember the one um, for Spurs against Newcastle earlier on this season where um, it's come off, um, was it this season or end of last season? Actually, was it, Dyer? Was it when it came off the back of Yeah, it was He had no idea whatsoever. Yeah, and he's it into that, his arm. Okay. I know, but then it's what I mean. They keep changing it around. They're mixing it up constantly. We don't know what what's happening. Like whether we're coming to or where we're going from. It's ridiculous. Um, um, Adam is watching via Twitch. Um, he said. Um, I don't even see them um, conceding more than five goals in the Prem, and that's Man City. Man City, um, after 25 games, have conceded 15 goals. Just 15 goals in the Premier League this season. It's ridiculous. 14 clean sheets they've kept. of uh, So it's, they've, they've conceded those 15 ga- goals across 11 games. Well, uh, Adam said that they won't concede another five until the rest of the season. Now, let me tell you, uh, the derby is right near my birthday, I think. I think it's the 20th, I think. Something like that, I don't know. But when we score five in that game, he will be. He will look silly when we beat City 6-0. That's all I'm saying. So, Why is 6-0 the default, by the way? Because I said that Arsenal were going to beat Man City 6-0. I, just said six. I, really sh- I should have just said 2-1. It would have sounded a bit more legit. But I've gone with 6-0. Um, Stu Mitchell went with a 6-0 win for you lot against um, Newcastle today. You want to see a 6-0 against Man City. It's all madness. It's all madness stuff, isn't it? All mad. But um, can't have nine every week. Well, you can't have nine every week. You know what? That is that is a very fair point. That is a very fair point. Um, I'm down for... Well, Arsenal lost this weekend. Um, Liverpool lost this weekend. So we don't really care about anything that's happened. Jokes. Um, no, congratulations to Man United on their victory against uh, Newcastle. Thank you for everyone. There's people that have hung around with us from the beginning of the watch long all the way through into the review. So not just those, but massive thank you to all those guys. And the guys that have joined us uh, for the review, that's been brilliant as well. Really appreciate that. Thank you very much for all your comments, all your messages via all our social media platforms. And you can find us on all social media platforms at to Top Football, um, at We for We Are Four M One T. Um, you can find us all on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, um, Periscope, etc., etc. And did you know, if you put "We Are Four M One T" and or two up top into Google, our names come up first. Buy my book. <laughs> <laughs> Self-help. 
Southgate out from myself, Gav Mac, Stephen Cotton, Ed Hall, and our wonderful, wonderful guest and friend in podcast life, um, Chris Collins, Mr. Thermos himself from 4 We Are 4M1T. Thank you, everybody, and guten Abend. Southgate out. Southgate out. Klopp, yeah. Klopp out. No.